Hey guys, welcome back, Slinging Stones. Another week. We got we made Thursday this week. We made the Thursday schedule. I'm Andy Branham. I'm I guess your host. And then sitting across the table from me, looking like uh, old McDonald, and he has a farm. And with his overalls, Luke Troll. What's up? E-I-E-I-O. Oh, sorry. Um, no, it's been a it's been a day, man. You know, I told you we're getting ready to go out of town and get away for our anniversary and i've been trying to i've been behind the eight ball all week trying to get caught up and get things done ahead and and i promised you that today no matter what i would be here 20 minutes late <laughs> flying in on two so, wheels so so I, I man i had so many comments so many comments i want to make just about you know the cool temperatures the fall air leaves changing and pumpkin it's spice a, it's a latte lattes in, it's a latte to take latte in to take pumpkin in. spice life <laughs> and for those that don't know we're going to leave it at that so um it would eclipse everything else <laughs> it would eclipse every you know we may get a lawsuit from mitsubishi he's a latte man it's a latte man um, a latte man to deal with so um he's got a little ginger sprinkled there's nothing little about this man um nothing so it's been a blessing of a week guys it's been a it's been a eventful week it's been busy uh i cannot lie it has been just absolutely just crazy uh schedules don't add up sometimes uh but luke and i made a, a definite point as we started talking you know, as we recorded sunday we made a definite point that thursday was our day we're gonna make this thing happen um, Mainly because it's the only day this week that I'm remotely available. You're exactly right. Uh, so, so a couple things. You know, one of the cool things that I've had the blessing of doing is is just talking about the podcast. It has come up in several conversations. We have gained some new listeners. I can tell by twelve. Twelve. We've got twelve. Dozen. Hey, we get one more to Baker's dozen. Hey, one of our dudes messaged me today. Say that he's going to go back and listen to all of them, Rich. Oh man! So look at a welcome, Rich. Rich. Welcome, Rich. But no, we've got to we've got to bring up. You know, I've I've been I've been accosted by you know just I've 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 received hate mail, I've received hate voicemails, I've received hate text messages, just on the fact that I'm not mentioning people's names when we talk about them. And I really thought people would be like, all right, cool, he's not mentioning my name. This is not. This is. I don't you know to embarrass people and to be like, well. You know, it's for your security and your safety that we're not mentioning your name, Nick DeCarty. I mean, <laughs> just because you mow grass doesn't mean that, you know, everybody's got to mention your name. And and you know what? Turn the lawnmower off and spend an hour listening to us, then go back to mowing. That's right. I'll, I'll say it one good time. Just to, I, know, I don't even know this guy, so I'm going to say... Welcome, Nick. Hey, you know what he did? You know he we we made a deal. I told him that if I if I if I promoted him and his and his lawn mowing business, he would go mow Jeff Jeff uh, Roper's eight acres for fifty bucks. <laughs> so, Are you mad so, at him? No, no. He he can be he's gonna be mad at me after that comment, but I don't really care. I mean, fifty bucks is a bit much, don't you think? I mean, that may pay for a quarter tank of gas. Might in a lawnmower, right? Are you buying non-ethanol with that? Then it'll buy like an eighth. Right. So I mean, um, you would, you'd be lacking. You'd be lacking a lot. But no, we, we've had the opportunity to just, you know, it, 
there are times, you know, what's funny about, and, and we may get off on a side tangent. I don't know if we'll make it into Romans, but th- this right here is kind of cool to think about. You know, when God has called you to do something and you're doing it, you're obeying, you're obedient, um, kind of what we're doing with the podcast, it's never been a deterrent that we're not getting any listens. We've never sat there and go, you know, we've never had the Eeyore moment of, well, I guess we just need to quit. No listen. No, absolutely now, not. This we, is fun. We have a lot of fun, even though we both sat down and we both took a very deep breath and we said, dude, I'm tired. I'm beat. <laughs> beat down. Beat. But but it's a lot of fun. And then you sit there and you talk about it. You you um you just hear, you know, people listening to it and people putting insights in it. And it it truly is a blessing the fact that we're not idiots to everybody in the world but people are actually getting stuff from it um and i do have a shout out for like a ministry though Uh because i heard some unbelievable awesome statistics and not stats but you know i was kind of told something that i just thought was absolutely amazing and i can't i can't help but just not shout it out that's here um well i I anticipate i don't like anticipation no no you just let it play we don't get there no but um so I tell you what, let's let's have a branch off of Romans. We're tired, but let's have a branch off of Romans. This may be a little shorter episode, but let's let's focus on something that I think we can really kind of we can take this trail and take this road we're being led on right here and maybe help somebody. Luke and I just mentioned that what God has called us to do and we're not tired from it. We're not deterred by it. We're not beat down and beat up, and we're not. We're we're, we're in, we enjoy what what God has us doing. So, what does that mean? And, and where am I going with this? What I'm going with this is God has something like this for everyone. Maybe it's not a podcast. Maybe it's not preaching at a church or being an evangelist. Maybe it's just serving on the serve team. Maybe it's you know, helping out with the youth or helping out with the children or being on a welcome team or doing a clothes closet. And there's so many others. There's so many branched out from that ministries and missions and all these things. But what has God called you to do that ultimately it's not you that's happy. You're filled with joy from the Holy Spirit because you're being blessed because you're being you're being obedient. Oh, absolutely. When when you finally find your niche in Christ, it is, it's, it's personally fulfilling. It re-energizes you when you think that you just, you just want to sit down in the chair and take a nap. When you start getting off onto the path that God's got you on, you're, you're, you're re-energized and it's different from being happy about it. Happiness comes and goes. Joy is something that nobody can steal. Oh, yeah. Joy is something that when it's not painted on your face, it's still bursting over in your soul. And, you know, it's all about finding and walking in whatever God has you to do. Sorry, Luke's being attacked by an ant. Get off me. That's the kind of day I've had. (laughs) Cotton mouths and ants. I kid you not, I've got a story about a cotton mouth and me today. Well, we're going to get to it, but, you know... uh, just so we don't like completely fray off subject, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's very difficult to to recognize. Sometimes it's very difficult because our human and our flesh won't let us recognize our calling. You know, I, I battled with mine. You know, God was calling me to ministry, 
and 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 I battled mine. Satan used my past as my kind of deterrent. Man, God, you don't want me. Ooh, you don't want me, God. Ooh, you don't want me being a poster child of anything. <laughs> so, and you know, I realized that through time, through prayer, through growth, and that's that's the one of the key words right there: growth. As we grow spiritually, we start learning things that where God has stuff in place for us and what he wants us to do. Um, I found that when I realized that God did not have me in from in mind for me leading a church or pastoring a church, but if going into evangelism and it took ultimately my wife, you know, sharing her boat of confidence in me. For me to go, all right, well, maybe this is maybe this is something that is maybe this is something that I'm supposed to do. Maybe you took the elbow to the forehead. I did, I did. Here, come on, get it. So, um, do what you're supposed to be doing. So, you know, it, it, and and as soon as I answered the call, as soon as I became, hang on, hang on, big word. We've used it again. We use we're using it again. Obedient things started happening. Now you're going to have trials, you're going to have tribulations, you're going to have valleys and hills. We all it's it's, it's going to happen inevitably with everything we do. But the question is, if you're a believer in Christ, what is your gift and what is your calling? And that's something that you have to look in the mirror. You have to make sure that you take that person in the mirror out of it. And that's what I say. Look in the mirror, take that person, he or she, out of it, and then give it to God and say, God, I'm here. I'm ready for you. You just tell me what you need me to do. You you show me the direction, and I'm going to go at it, whether if it's Sunday school teaching, nursery in the church, all these things. You may not be great at it at first. You may not be great at it ever. But it's not about winning thousands. It's that one. That one creates the celebration well there's that 99 and one thing yeah i mean exactly um you know so we and it can go it really can go into the secular world you know is you know building houses your thing or is what y'all do you know you know luke and his family they have a great wonderful business where you know they're mowing grass and doing just side projects but i guarantee you within those projects are ministry moments and ministry opportunities and worship. Every one of them. Every one of them. And so what do we do when we take what we're called to do? What we're called to do is not a Wednesday and Sunday calling. What we're called to do is not a Wednesday and Sunday calling. It is an everyday calling. It's at your job calling. It's when you sleep calling. It's when you're whipping your kids calling. <laughs> so, but, you know, it's got every facet of our life needs to be tied in and interwoven with this calling. Just like every facet of our life has to have God involved, has to have the obedience with God. We have to be obedient to God throughout our entire working day throughout our entire walk throughout the day. Now that we're going to slip up, we're going to fall because we're imperfect. We're not very good at being perfect. We actually... You mean we're not perfect? No, no, we stink at it pretty well, bad. crap. Um, but there's the, there's the thing that we all have to just really look at. I mean, if you're struggling with your spiritual growth and your spiritual walk, maybe it's because, maybe it's because you have not... You have not given into God and said, God, I need to know, I need to, you know, answer your calls for my gift or my calling. You know, it's, you know, our pastor mentioned, mentioned it last night about 
understanding scripture. If you are like reading pages upon pages of scripture, you're not understanding it. You need to take a step back and you need to be like, oh, God, I, I need you to help me understand this. You know, we don't understand everything that we're going into. Like, trust me, I use a lot of outside sources to help me kind of see new roads and pathways of what we're looking at in Scripture, where the, whether it's Romans or whether it was, you know, the Ephesians or whatever we're doing. Um, but I, I just think that we really, we really are very, very, very much lackluster Christians when we don't take that extra step in the call and in the gifts and all that sort of stuff. When you're talking just, you know, straight out about your calling, it's not always something that you expect. It's most of the time something that you're not comfortable with oh, at yeah. first. 100%. You may never find a level of comfort in it, but you still got to do it and trust and know that God's going to provide the avenue for it to uh, for it to be successful. Um, there are many, many, many examples in the scriptures of men who were called to do things that they were completely uncomfortable with. Yeah. I would venture to say that I, I can't think of anyone, not even Jesus himself, was completely at ease with what God had intended for them. Well, do, you, do you think Martin Luther really thought he was going to be nailing the 95 Theses to a church door and leading the Protestant Reformation? No. I mean, that right there is a part of, hey, I'm leading you down this path. Yeah. Um, you know, we just, we sit back and we, and we, we can study all we want. We can do all these things, but are we serving and are we doing kingdom work? Whatever it is. And that's something that I think that we really struggle with, especially, you know, well, I go to Sunday school. I teach Sunday school. Are you serving? Yeah, none of that matters. I mean, it, it, you know, you could be. Well, I tell you what, we could we could really, from where we're at on our Sunday school lesson, you know, what the class that you and I are in. Oh, yeah. The biggest thing is what most Sunday school teachers don't understand is you being a teacher puts you above, puts you at a higher a higher judgment rate or whatever. High level of accountability. Accountability. Yeah, but that does, I think I, I misspoke, but it puts you in a different level. I mean, to You're be twice a, accountable. Yeah, to be a teacher, you are something different. You are actually, you're not above or below anybody else, but you're taking upon a lot of responsibility to spread the gospel, to spread scriptures, to spread God's word to those who may not know. You could You could be a person that has just, you could be the brain on campus. You could quote the Bible from Genesis to Revelations backwards and forwards in three different translations. But are you doing anything with that? So that's the that's the question. Are you are you are you a learned individual because you just want to be educated or are you educating yourself in the things of the spirit? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um so I, I do want to hear Luke's snake story again because that was funny. So it's pretty cool. So, um, but I, but I, but I do I do want, when when we get done with the snake story, I've got just a I've got some challenges. I'd like to see some. I'd like to. So I got I, to do with snakes? No, no. I I would no no. no. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't a part of that. Hey, two movements. When I see a snake, bowel movement, the physical movement. <laughs> <laughs> so, so. Well. Today I was uh, 
I was at some members of our church had asked me to come over. They have someone did a absolute hack job of putting up some electrical outlets by one of their boat docks and they wanted me to fix it. And when I say a hack job, Andy, there is a uh, 10-2 wire hanging about eight inches above the water level that's hooked. That just keeps you on your toes. <laughs> so I sit down on the boat dock, and they've got these 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 uh, pieces of rock, these shot rock that's built their seawall, and they're about the size of cantaloupes. And I'm pulling them out one by one, and I'm not really paying attention. And I grab this one, and as I pick it up, you know, I'm doing the old the old claw machine maneuver moving them i'm noticing that under my uh california howdy finger it's wiggling a whole lot more than it should so hmm. i threw it down real quick and there was a little cotton mouth laying there looking back at me mouth wide open about eight inches long a baby now the you can't there are no distinguishing marks on a baby cotton mouth they're either dark gray or black and the only thing that let me know that this dude meant business was his mouth was wide open and he started striking at me. And I'm looking at this dude and I'm like, why didn't you bite me 15 times while I had you by the tail? And man, you know, it's the, the only thing I could think of is that, you know, the Lord was protecting me. That's the hands of the Lord actually protecting me that day. Mm. Now, I don't have a whole lot of feeling in my hands due to some neurological issues. So I seriously looked myself over to make sure I hadn't been bitten. And for the next hour, I was like, okay, I guess, I guess we'll know if I start swelling and hurting. But he didn't. There was no there was no snake bite. And to top it all off, there was a fire ant bed right in the middle of where I was sitting. <laughs> so that's why you saw a fire ant traveling. He's like, I'm going to bite you in the face. So, uh, you know, me being the responsible guy that I did, I went and got a can full of a particular petroleum product. And uh, I didn't really saturate the ground, but I wouldn't light an open flame by it for the next day or two either to take care of the ants and the, the snake issue. So, you know, when when you're in your day-to-day thing, you know, you're doing your thing. If you're walking with God in your day-to-day life, I assure you God's walking with you. Because I'm telling you, there is no reason at all that that little snake didn't turn around and bite me 15 times mm-hmm. and that I'm not in the hospital right now from a cottonmouth bite. Yep. Um, other than God said, you're not going to bite my servant. This is my servant. Get away. Yeah. So, you know, I have, a, I have completed one of the acts of the book of Acts, and I have taken up serpents and was not bitten. <laughs> Thank no, you, Jesus. No, Luke, Luke's not starting a snake church. Hey, if you need one, I can loan you one. So I know where a family of them lives. <laughs> so, um, so let's let's kind of we're gonna we're gonna really get close. We're gonna really get close to wrapping up. I mean, we're probably probably not gonna go more than thirty minutes tonight. To quote Pastor Derek, I'm hungry. Well, I mean, we are hungry, but I just think this is a nice little break. Yeah. I think you know the fact that we turned on the recorder makes kind of you know the effort was there. <laughs> I mean, you know, but let's. I want to. I want to do. I want to live. I want to interact. Did you say you want to lie? I want a live interaction. Oh, live interaction. So, what I would like us to do is, is if y'all listen and you haven't, <clears throat> you have a Facebook. Um, why go to this link when we share it on Facebook? Go to the podcast link. You you can go to the page Thrive Evangelistic Ministry, and um, go to it and comment. You know. 
I want to hear, you know, your stories on you answering God's call for your life, you know, whatever it may be. Um, that or whatever is going on where you feel God's leading you somewhere. And ultimately, I think through, you know, through the little bit of little, the little bit of a community that we've got with the Thrive page, we've got, I mean, over a little over like 150 likes, 150 follows, something like that. So maybe there's an opportunity to answer God's call to be, you know, have something um, happen right there. And I just think it'd be fun to interact. I think it'd be fun to be, you know, kind of just, you know, see people comment and, you know, have some fun there. We may not get any comments and that's fine too. But, um, no guys, ultimately, you know, we come in, um, 134. So that's not bad. Not bad. We're Um, getting there. We're getting there. Um, so ultimately guys, what the, the purpose right now for, for what we're doing here on the podcast is to hopefully hopefully educate a little bit more on the scriptures and you know romans it's going to take a while and that's fine that's exactly what we wanted to do when luke and i were talking about starting the podcast back up because if you didn't know we did a podcast back when uh when ran the men's ministry but you know if when we brought it up, I said, man, we got, we, we need to go in depth with something. We need to find something. And we talked about it. We said, well, where do we want to go? And we both kind of fell deep into Romans. We kind of like the, you know, the word of Romans. Romans is probably one of the best books in the Bible. Uh, it has some of the best uh, verses. You can spend a lifetime in Romans. You can spend a lifetime. And so ultimately what it's going to do is for those that listen to the podcast and maybe do it while they're doing their everyday thing, that's fine. Sipping their pumpkin spice lattes. Sipping their pumpkin spice lattes. Put a little finger out. Just going to let you know. Oh, oh, I, I told them I'd do this. Everybody that works at Joe Piper, Jeff Evans likes pumpkin spice things. <laughs> oh, geez, I'm not editing that at all. <laughs> so, oh, my goodness. Here lies Andy. He was a good man, was torn a good in man. half by his best friend. Oh, my goodness. By a giant. Um he is a he is a man of no small stature. No, I mean, so he's one of those guys that look, just to give you an idea, we were in uh, Bucky's, a gigantic <laughs> truck stop, and Andy says, "Hey, where's Jeff?" I said, "How can you miss him? He's three feet taller than everybody else in the building." No joke, he could have probably reached dead center and grabbed like <laughs> they were. They were chopping brisket. He probably could have just grabbed a handful I mean, and they'd have never known. He is a big, big man. Um, and I'm glad he's on my side. So uh, he's maybe, probably not. He's not on maybe. my side anymore. Um, but um, I don't even know what I was talking about. No. So go back and listen to the podcasts, and you know, take notes and start looking at Romans by yourself. You know, with with God. You know, pray to God. Hey. Show me something in the scriptures and read through it. Take notes. I, I, I'm a big note taker. Luke can vouch for that. No, I mean, 16 pages on the first five verses. <laughs> so, uh, but I did mention, I did mention that I would, I would shout out a, a ministry and they know nothing about Do I this. Need a drum roll? No, 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 no. Uh, they know nothing about this because I didn't even tell them I was going to do it. I, I just, I thought the number that was tossed out was pretty impressive. The way you're doing this, it makes me feel like I should have brought a party popper or something. No. So, so I want to shout out the 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 men's ministry at North Shelby Baptist Church. Um, now they're over on Highway 280. Um, they're right as you're going up the mountain to go over 
in the Inverness. They're a big brother. So <laughs> they're the north side. We're the south side. Um, the other side of the track. So they they have a uh, from I, I see them. I, I follow them on um, on Facebook, but they're doing a study called Better Man. Now I, I know nothing about this study. I really don't, um, and I'm not going to comment on it. But I know the guy who runs the men's ministry. Um, know a couple guys at the church and. You know, ran into the guy on Tuesday, and I said, man, you know, I, I see the better man thing. I said, how's it going? How's your numbers? No joke. No joke. He's saying 90 to 100 guys. That's crazy. On a Sunday night. That's crazy. Man, I mean. I mean. To see, you guys, I mean, that is. And it, let me let me tell you how this feels to me. This right here, that's excitement. When, when 90 to 100 men come together on a Sunday night. And take their complete, take Sunday night football out of it. Take I got to be ready for work, or take all these different things they could be doing, and go to learn to be a better man for God. That right there is exciting. That's terrifying to that the is, enemy. That is that is absolute. That is shuttering the enemy down. I mean, so what are we doing? What are we doing at your local church? What are you doing? And, the, and, and I'm gonna talk to the men specifically because women's ministries they boom. You can't keep a women's ministry down. Children's ministries they boom because a lot of people think it's a well, it's a daggum like, it's a daggum like daycare because they don't like so, their kids and, and then you've got teen ministries boom men we are the ministries that continually fall behind when we're supposed to be the ones leading you have to be available for God you can't just sit there and go well I ain't gonna do it Ooh, I I I don't feel like going I got stuff to do I got to get ready for work what are you six do you have to take a bath. Buddy, go to church and get closer to God. Well, the, the the Cowboys are playing, and I really like to watch them. No, the Cowboys stink like they do every year. I'm sorry, I don't watch the NFL, but I've kind of I, I kind of know. Just go to church, guys. What are you doing? Go to a Bible study. What are you doing? Oh well, the hunting clubs need me. No, the deer will be there next Saturday. Sure. Yeah. Well, Alabama lost last night. Who cares? Who cares? I can promise you this right now. Our eternity does not hinge on Alabama, Auburn, any NFL team, any Major League Baseball team, and any hobby that you have. There probably won't be a downplayed in heaven. That is the one thing that you have mistaken. If you seem to think that it matters on this earth, in this secular world, it does not. We have a different goal. We have a different prize we are reaching for. It says it in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27. We need to Beating, like a boxer beating the air. We need to continually train ourselves for an eternal prize. That's right. Guys, stop with the dumb games. Quit playing games and get right with God and start working better in your life to be the man your wife wants, the husband your wife wants, the father your kids need, the uncle your nephews and nieces need, the grandfather your grandchildren need, be the patriarch of your family. If you're a first-generation Christian, be that one that sets the example. Then go out in your community and be the same thing. Go be the man that's the example. Go into your workplace and people go, and you start changing the culture of bad language or dirty jokes. And you start changing the culture of maybe, just maybe, in your office where you've been scandalous and, st and stuff's happened. Maybe all of a sudden it becomes a do unto others. Oh, maybe we ought to do unto others. Oh, well, where do we get that? Guys, you have an opportunity. You have a straight-up opportunity, and here's my challenge. 
your challenge is why not? Why not go to that Sunday school class? Why not go to that Bible study for men? Why not? Well, pretty much anything that you can say is an excuse. No, but I, I would love to hear the excuses. Yeah. Why not? Because when you look in the mirror and you ultimately go and you answer that question, why not? Think of it. Think, think, think of how minuscule it is to the greatness and glory of God that we could go experience the Holy Spirit with a bunch of other men that will pray for us, that will hold us accountable, that we can hold accountable, and that ultimately will be our greatest spiritual growth group that we may have. Because I promise you this right now, you get four or five men that contact each other and stay in contact with each other, it is absolutely amazing how much those four or five men grow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like a rocket ship. Yep. So, you know, men are competitive. We see our brother growing. We want to grow with him, mm-hmm. you know, and if you want to get right down to it, there's sometimes I want to outgrow him. You know, I want to I want to see if I can one up it. You know, yeah. It's like my dad never went to church a day in his in our lives together. Not once. He was not a spiritual leader in our household. He was a, he was a I tell people all the time. And if somebody who was related to me or us hears this they may not like it but guess what i don't care because it's the truth i lived with him you didn't um (laughs) he was an outstanding father and uh provider for our for our family and my mother he was an absolute horrible dad and husband he he led with an iron fist but he didn't lead in a godly way Mm. He, he, he couldn't tell you day to day what was going on in my life except for when he was working me like a Hebrew slave. Um, other than that, he just didn't care. Mm. And same thing went with my mom. You know, he, he ruled her with an iron fist, you know, told her what to do. It wasn't an ask thing. And that is strictly because he never got into the word and saw how he was supposed to love his family. He never saw how he was supposed to lead his family. He went by what his daddy apparently told him or somebody else had said that he should do. But the one thing I'm grateful for with my upbringing with him is he showed me how not to be. Mm. He gave me a prime example of how not to be. By him ignoring the word, it encouraged me later in life to gravitate toward the word. And, you know, it it would have been a whole lot easier had I have grown up in a household where my dad said, you know, let's pray about it, where my dad said, you're not sleeping in on Sunday. We're going to church. You know, that's the iron fist that needs to be ruled with your kids to make church a priority, to make studying God's word a priority, you know, not not something that you do if you have time. Yeah. You do other things if you have time. Yeah. You study the Word because it needs to be studied. The The Word tells us that we're to, we're to etch it in our hearts. We're to burn it on our tongues. We're to sear it around our in everything in us. We're supposed to be able to relate to the Word. Yeah. Um, because the, the Bible tells us there's nothing new under the sun. Everything that we're going through now, somebody else at some expanse in the time, and it's recorded, has gone through the same thing, and there's there's Scripture to help you get through it. Now, talking about this podcast and what you and I do, we both have similar goals, but we have our individual goals. And one of my largest individual goals is to help guys realize, well, men and women for that matter, realize 
that uh, it doesn't take a whole lot of formal education to do this kind of stuff. When you start getting into the Word, God's going to reveal what He needs to reveal to you. Absolutely. And He's also going to provide people around you that you can connect with and talk to about it. We have some phenomenal men here in this church that when it gets over my head, I have no problem calling Pastor David. And Pastor David will set me straight or or tell me, you know, where to go if I'm right or wrong. Same thing with Pastor Derek. You know, and, and both of them are very educated and seasoned men of the gospel. Some of their views are similar and some of them are remarkably different, but it's from life experiences and what God's revealed to them. And, you know, anybody can do that. Anybody, mm-hmm. but it all starts with you making a conscious decision that today I'm going to start living for the Lord, not just talking about it. Yeah. So um, now we're going to finish there. We're just going to kind of shut it down. But, I, you know, like we do every week, I mean, we don't we don't take any podcast lightly in the fact of, you know, this this could have impacted someone. Um, but, guys, if you're if you're thinking, if you're listening to. If you're listening to the podcast and you're wondering, you know, why am I not that guy? Why am I not that man that my family looks at? And you ultimately realize that it's because you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're lost and you want to be different. You want to be that man that your wife looks up to, that, that, that adores, that cherishes and that the kids look to and you want to change the pattern of your of your life it's easy you know you you just you you pray you tell god hey god i I need you in my life i need i i i believe your son you sent your son down to earth you sent your son to live and minister to the world for you know 30 30 years um 33 years and you know that you sent him to die on a cross for our sins that you know his blood would cover our sins of you know, 2000 years ago to now still covering our sins. And not, not only did he die on the cross for us, he buried, he got buried, he was buried. And then he rose three days and then, you know, 40 something days later, 40 days later, he ascends to heaven and there will be a day he comes back. And that may be tomorrow. That may be a thousand, 1500, 2000 years from now, who knows? If it's tomorrow, are you ready? And when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will become different because there's no other way to not be different. You having the Holy Spirit come into you, you receiving it, you have no choice. You're going to want to be different. You're going to want to be better. You're going to be wanting to be that godly man. Now, we slip, we fall, we have our issues, but... That's the the grace of God gives us the opportunity for forgiveness and repentance. You know, if we mess up, we can we can God, man, I'm sorry. We can repent and be and 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 He's like, all right, cool. You know, but it starts with that first prayer. You give your life to to Jesus, and 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 you give your you give everything to Him. You want to spend eternity in heaven with Him. You got to start it there. Because if he comes back tomorrow and you didn't do that prayer and you're not saved, it's not going to be a it's not going to be a fun time. It's That's not right. it's it's it, you know there's going to be too little too late. There's not a wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute Mulligan. There's none of that. No, so, it's going to be game over. 
So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pray us out. Um, real quick, right before I pray, I've got to at least bring it up. Guys, we are um, an evangelistic ministry that <clears throat> is our one goal is to be disciples and make disciples. We are to go and spread to all the nations the gospel and, and, the, and the story of Jesus Christ and the scriptures. And, um, you know, if you find that your church is having an event or your men's group is having an event and you would love for us to come by and speak, we would love to sit down, hear about your men's, men's uh, ministry, hear about the events, hear about your church, you know, meet as many of the guys as possible. Just We just want to talk and just, you know, talk men's ministry, just shoot ideas off each other. Um, you can contact us through Thrive Evangelistic Ministry at gmail.com. We would love to be involved and love to talk. We'd love to promote you and just uh, spread love. We just want to love on you as men's ministry because it's a tough men's men's ministry is very difficult. Um, but also we're on Facebook, so you can look us up, Thrive Evangelistic Ministry. Shoot us a message, like us, you know, encouragement's always nice. We like encouragement. Um, cause it's very tough to encourage ourselves. <laughs> so, Dude, you're awesome. Thank you, Luke. Um, you're pretty good too. Thanks. So, um, but I'm going to pray us out and we're going to be done with today. We're going to be doing the episode. It's a shorter episode we thought, but it's really not part of the time I'm looking at. <laughs> um, but it was, it was, it was I, I can't help but just feel satisfied. You know, I feel satisfied with what with 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 where it went because that was not what we sat down with no i sat down my notes are sitting down to the right of me and my bible's open to romans too and i'm like i sat down i was like you know what we don't need to we don't let's go this way so i'm gonna pray us out and then guys y'all um hopefully y'all keep listening up so let me let us pray um god thank you for today thank you for the blessings the opportunities we got to just be a part of you know, if you're if you're where we are, you know, where we're at, God, we had just a beautiful day, beautiful sunshine, you know, breeze. It was just awesome. Um, and God, there are times each and every man that's listening to this, each and every man that, you know, that we come across. There are times in our day, there are times in our walk where it's frustrating, where we have the opportunity to turn around and walk away. We have the opportunity to turn around and fall into bad habits and fall into the sinful nature. Um, while God, we're not perfect, we, we fall short every time, every second, you know, those that, those that are able to withstand, you know, the temptation to the flesh and be able to battle through those times, God, I'm just thankful for that. I'm thankful for those men that take the opportunity that when they have these things come up, they fight through it and they give you the glory and they give you. They just come and say, God, I need you for everything that I'm going through right now. God, I pray for those that may not know you, that may be looking to know you. God, I pray that if they're, say, if they're saying that prayer for you to come into their life and be their Lord and Savior, I just pray that when they open their eyes, the world looks differently to them. That they're ready to take on the world as a man of God at this point. Um, I pray that they make a public profession of it um, within their church, within to their family, and that they are able to lead their family in the direction of you, God. I pray for everybody that's listening. I pray for everybody that's listening at work. Um, you know, today today was kind of a, a, a different day, and I know we, we, we make jokes and everything, but, 
God, I'm not going to mention the names, but, you know, um, I know someone real close. They had a workplace. They had a, a, co- a co-worker um, die in a workplace accident. And, God, I just pray for that family. I pray for comfort and healing. I pray for all the co-workers that were close to him. We pray for our close friend that um, works for that company. And I know that ultimately, you know, it's just it, it's, it's going to be terrible and it's going to be hard to walk back in to that area of work and not think about it. And God, I just pray that, that, you know, they can have peace and comfort and that that man, um, he was saved. I pray that he was saved. He was, you know, redeemed and he can, um, you know, he is celebrating in heaven right now, but, um, I'll, I, I just pray for the family and their comfort and peace and just the suddenness of this loss. But God, I thank you for everything that you give us on a daily basis. The, church and the ministries that we get to be a part of the people in our daily walks and in our families i thank you for luke and his partnership in this ministry and and all his insights and the fun we get to have and the lash we get to get and just the uh, the opportunity to spend time with him and his precious family god i thank you for everything that you do and everything that you are doing and everything that you will do and it's in your name we pray amen guys thanks for listening thrive on